This is the Cinema Review Show. I'm going to see as many films as I possibly can, and on each episode, interview a different guest about the films we've seen. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on all good podcasting apps. Just search the Cinema Review Show. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to episode five of the Cinema Review Show. I'm Craig Fields, and I'm joined uh, by my co-host on Is It Worth It? The Film Review Podcast, uh, David Long. It's been a while since we've been sitting in this very studio in these very seats, haven't we? It's it been... has, Craig, and I've got to say, it's a pleasure to be back, and it is a great privilege to be on your show. Yeah, how have you been? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay, I'm well. Um, I think you know, you know, probably my best friend, I've been uh, struggling a, a little bit recently with my mental health, but, um, you know, we uh, we keep going forward. Yeah, do you want to expand a little bit on that and talk about it a little bit? Yeah, so... I mean, obviously, when we've worked on Is It Worth It, we've we've tended to keep it quite professional, obviously, in association with Cineworld, and we haven't really delved much into our personal lives. But those uh, of your listeners who know me will know that I have had, um, you know, long-term issues with, with mental health. I've got a mental health uh, diagnosis of borderline personality disorder. Uh, and recently, I've, I've really been uh, struggling with, with my depression. And this is something that is a regular occurrence for me, but it's something that's not happened for quite a while. And... When it does happen, it's 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 really difficult to to live with and to get through. But um, as as we've you know worked on on our on our video, it, it's something where there you know there is hope and there is always light at the end of the tunnel. And for me, being open about it, being honest about it, and talking about it is hugely hugely helpful. Mm. Really, really is. Um, and the metaphor I use is you know your moods are like the weather. You know, you can't control the weather. And when when it's raining, um, if if you ignore the fact it's raining and deny it's raining, you're just going to get wet. You know, and that's like yeah. depression. If, if it's raining and you say, it's definitely not raining, I'm fine, you're just going to end up getting wet and cold and it gets worse. But if you acknowledge that it's raining, you can put on a coat, buy an umbrella, maybe even purchase a nice tent <laughs> and, and things will get better. And yeah. it can't rain forever. And I love that metaphor. It can't rain forever. The clouds will, you know, be blown away and then the sun will come out and you know I just wanted to take this opportunity on your show to say if there's anyone listening to this show that is struggling with depression or anxiety another thing that I've had issues with please do feel free to contact me uh, on Twitter Facebook um, or, or privately you know I'm always 24 hours a day willing to talk to anyone and be there as a support people shouldn't have to suffer in silence suicide's the leading cause of uh, death in males under 50 in the UK and that needs to change and it'll only change if people talk about mental health issues so if anyone's struggling we'll probably put something in your bio at the bottom yeah absolutely in, you know some some phone numbers and yeah follow me on Twitter and Facebook if you ever want to talk it'll be my privilege to help you um, so yeah that that's how I am and uh, yeah positive thinking is as you know is what's helped yep. me get through my tough times and looking for even the smallest positives in every single day can change your life. Yeah, absolutely. Positive mental attitude gets so you a long way. It's something that you really got me on onto as well. If, if you look for the positives, even if you have to look a little bit harder some days, it, it does help you. Yep. It really does. It's, it's the little things, even mm. like the really small little things in your day-to-day life can actually be a real big help just mm. just you know somebody acknowledging you and give, having given you a little bit of a smile yeah you know, that 
can turn your day around massively. So, yeah, if there is anybody that is struggling, there are, there will be links, uh, as David said mm. in, in the description here, and uh, there will also be David's Twitter profile mm. and uh, Facebook, etc. And you can message him; he will he will reply and he will help you out because um, that's that's what you're all about, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, and 100%. And sometimes you don't even have to talk. Sometimes you just have to listen. You know, someone's in a bad place. You On the end of the phone, you just listen to them. They get it off their chest, and they feel a lot, lot better. It's like if I'm down and Craig knows I'm down, he'll just ping me a photo of his dogs, <laughs> Ralph or Ted, and, that, and just little things like that cheer me up. And, yeah, so if you are if you are struggling, I'm here for you. It will get better. Keep fighting. It's worth it. Yeah. So we're here today to to review, as the title suggests, Aladdin. Yes, we are. Uh, so what is Aladdin all about? Well, Aladdin is a lovable street urchin who's uh, fantastic at parkour, it would seem. Uh, <laughs> and he stumbles upon uh, a princess's handmaiden who finds herself getting into a bit of trouble. Uh, and Aladdin is there to lend a hand and a connection between the two is made. Little does uh, Aladdin know that this is uh, actually the princess Jasmine, not the handmaiden. Uh, and uh, during a risky uh, venture into the princess's palace, Aladdin is roped into helping the evil Jafar into retrieving a magical oil lamp containing a magical Will Smith genie. Uh, and as Aladdin and genie befriend, it's up to them both to stop the evil Jafar from taking over the kingdom. And in between that, make Aladdin into a worthy prince for Jasmine. Mm. Uh, let's take a listen to a clip. Hey, can you make me a prince? There is a lot of gray area in Make Me a Prince. I could just make you a prince. Oh, no. Right, you'll be snuggled up with that dude for the rest of your life. Y'all see my palace? Be specific with your words. The deal is in the detail. Got it. Which I don't really understand, because if she already likes you, why change? I told you, she has to marry a prince. I just want to go home, man. Okay, I can do that. So that's a clip from uh, Disney's latest outing, Aladdin. Uh, so this is Disney's continued efforts uh, with recapturing the imagination of children with generating live action versions of their past catalogue. So we've had Beauty and the Beast, Jungle Book, which was actually a bit more of an animation with a child, mm. real child in that film, uh, at Dumbo, and then next coming up, uh, Lion King. Dumbo, thumbs down, you just did uh, for me there. It was terrible, wasn't it? It was a, a bit of a, you know, Tim Burton is is a very talented man, but he got this a bit wrong. It was a very confused film, too long, disappointing. Yeah, I agree. Really, really was bad. Well, this one sees uh, Guy Ritchie directing it, uh, director <laughs> yeah. of Lockstock, Sherlock, uh, and then the more recent really mm. terrible film, King Arthur. Um, this doesn't really have the feel of a Guy Ritchie film. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting when you see Guy Ritchie, you know, is is directing. You're expecting maybe Aladdin to sort of pop out at the start of the film with a sawn-off shotgun <laughs> and, you know, maybe Vinnie Jones to be playing Jafar or something like that. You know, some, you know, high-tech violence. But no, it, it doesn't have the feel of a Guy Ritchie film at all. I, I've got to say, I was surprised. I think it was 2016 when it was announced he was going to be involved in, in this film. Um, but no, n not your classic Guy Ritchie film. Mm. Uh, well, one, it's Disney, and two, it's a PG. I'm <laughs> sure if he true. had if he had his way, it would have been a bit more, uh, you know, up to date, modern, violent. Mm. The only thing that sort of reflected Guy Ritchie's sort of style was probably the way Aladdin moved throughout the the city, and that's sort all. Of, um, the way he parkoured around. What did mm. you think of that? It was a bit strange, wasn't it? Yeah, it was almost yeah, very ninja like. You know, very yeah. I understand what you mean. It was it was it was. It was but, different, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. 
So I think the first thing we need to talk about is the genie. So this is the mm. biggest part of this film and what's going to separate Robin Williams's performance with Will Smith's performance. Um, from, my, from my point of view, Will Smith gave it a really good go, but it's difficult to match Robin Williams's performance. Now, you did say to me previously why you think that was. Can you remember why? Yeah, so, I mean... Obviously, the the 1992 version was was animation. When when Robin Williams was given the script, they obviously recorded it in a studio, and then they do the animation afterwards so that they can fit the animation into the the vocals. Yeah. And Robin Williams went chicken oriental. Um, there is some great footage actually on YouTube of him doing it opposite um, the man who played Aladdin. And this guy's face is shot because he goes totally off script. A lot of what you see Robin Williams do in that original film was off script, um, you know, improvisational comedy. And that's the advantage that he had in the sense that because it was animation, he could really be free with what he wanted to do. And then they could adapt the animation to that. Will Smith had a script. And because it's live, and although Will Smith looks like he's on steroids for some reason throughout the majority of the film, he it is live, so he doesn't have that free reign that that Robin Williams did have. Mm, it was obviously blotted out. You know, Guy Ritchie's directing him how to move, how mm. to do what he has to do. So he didn't really have that creative freedom as as Robin Williams, as you said, uh, did. What I I had read previously was that obviously Robin Williams to to get him on board, they actually used one of his stand up performances and mm. converted that into the genie. Oh right, and yeah. that convinced Robin Williams to come on board and mm. and to and do the film in this way, mm. um, which was actually a really good way of doing it. Um, I what did you think then of you know this this version of it live action? It's a whole new world. Is it a whole new world or is it? Mm. You know, uh, uh, a, a whole new world, but actually very, very familiar. I mean, yeah. I mean, firstly, in terms of the genie, Will Smith, he he had he. It was impossible for him to come anywhere near to Robin Williams because that's an not only an iconic Robin Williams performance; it's mm. probably an iconic cinematic film performance. His genie is just incredible. Brilliant for adults with the humour, brilliant for kids with the physicality that he brings into it, even though it's only his, his voice, if that makes sense. Yep. The animation, it's it's really vivid in, in your face. So, look, I think Will Smith gave it a good effort. I thought his genie was a little bit confused. So he was very macho one minute and then quite camp the next, which is what Robin Williams did, for example, where he's designing his outfit. But I thought Robin Williams flowed in and out of that a little bit better. But overall... Um, yeah, I mean, Will Smith was was solid. Um, it, it's like, you know, Heath Ledger and, and the Joker. Anyone who now plays the Joker will always be compared to Heath Ledger, and Heath Ledger was compared to Jack Nicholson. Yep. It, that's the way it works. In terms of, is it a whole new world? No. Um, it, it wasn't, was it? Because um, it, it for me, it felt a little bit flat. Um, a bit hollow. Yeah, I mean, the original Aladdin, let's not forget it was made in 1992, uh, I'd have been one years old when that came out. I remember watching it as a youngster. And you can never relive the wonders of Disney as a, as a child. It's impossible. Yep. But this did feel a little bit almost like that horror show that... Um, what's his name was in? Um, American Horror Story? No. I don't know. Uh, you can the Greatest Showman. There we go. Okay. Horror show. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit like that, a bit like, you know, here's the here's the song, pump it out, a bit formulaic. Um, my analogy for this is this film was like a petrol lawnmower. 
Um, you know, it t- took a while to get going and it really was struggling. But once it got going, mm. it was efficient and it did the job. But at the end of the day, it's just a lawnmower. Yeah. You well, know, it's not. <laughs> very true. The the bit that I picked up on that was different was Jasmine. So Jasmine mm. actually had a lot more to say in this film. She had a lot more to do. She had mm. a, new, a song that only she had to do. She played by Naomi Scott. Yeah. Um, and they, they gave her more of a voice. And that's obviously to reflect the modern world these days. And and that was a that was the best part of how you can improve on the uh, a previous Aladdin uh, mm. uh, outing. Um, there was a lot of chemistry between Aladdin and Jasmine. Um, Mina Masood uh, plays Aladdin. I thought he was actually really, really good. Mm. Uh, a really, really solid performance on Aladdin and actually maybe vastly better than the than the cartoon in some respects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a bit more believable in terms of their relationship as well. Um, Jafar. Yeah. Uh, Marwin Kenzari plays Jafar. What did you think of him? I thought... I I, I mean, look, firstly, Marwin Kenzari was miscast. Um, in in my opinion, what we needed was an Arabic Willem Dafoe. We needed... <laughs> yeah, an, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Willem Dafoe has that wrinkled jaunt. I have faced every single storm known to man. I fought in wars. Look how rugged I am and withered and old and worn. Jafar, to me, is that loyal, and I'm doing the, you know, rabbit ear thing. What's that called? Quotations. Quotations above my head. Jafar's that loyal, loyal servant to the uh, to the sultan who's actually a snake. And he should have been older and darker and more sinister. This Jafar was quite young. You know, he looked like he just sort of stumbled out of law school. Yeah. Um, and you know, oh, I've ju- oh, I've just graduated from law school, and now I'm 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 second to the sultan in a made up kingdom. It was quite bizarre. He didn't work. I just didn't like. Not necessarily his performance, because I think the actor gives an okay performance. I just think he's been miscast. I think he was too young, and he wasn't. He wasn't horrible enough. Yeah, I mean, he was evil, but he just was generic evil yeah. almost. He wasn't robot. Yeah, he wasn't. He didn't. He didn't push the boundaries mm. of what evil could be in 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 an Aladdin sort of film. Um, so if we go back a little bit to comparing this to the previous mm. live action Disney films, better than Dumbo. Uh, well, yes. Not as good as Jungle Book, I don't think. Have you no. seen the Jungle Book remake? Um, I haven't. Um, um, it's it's actually, I believe it's on either Netflix or Amazon. So there is two. So ah. Netflix um, picked up That's a, a, remake, a different yeah. version of it. Um, it's on my two John watch John Farrah, who it was the director of Iron Man. Um, he's on Netflix at the minute on uh, The Chef. Mm. Um, he is the director of Jungle Book, but also now the uh, director of Lion King as well. Mm. So he did a really great job with with Jungle Book uh, and really brought the characters, the live-action version of um, Mowgli to life and he brought um, the the animals to life as well, And in, even though they're very, very CGI. And it proves quite good stuff to see mm. what the, how he's going to p- perform with the Lion King. Um so Disney are obviously on a massive run here, trying to throw out as many of these old films, turn them into live action sort of things. Aladdin has certainly found its audience and it will always find its audience. Dumbo found its audience, mm. despite it being relatively naff, naff and the critics not really liking it. Mm. Um do you have any stats on that? You seem like the sort of person who probably has some stats from Rotten Tomatoes. I do, yes. Go on then. And um, before I give those, can I just go back to what you said about Jasmine? Is that yeah, all right? Yeah, go for it. Because and it is a comparison to the original one. In the original film, it, Jasmine was very much the poor, 
you know, innocent princess that's locked in the in the you know, it's not a castle, is it? Palace. Pal- that's right, yeah. it's a palace, yeah. Locked in the palace and, you know, she's a woman and she's controlled by men and she sneaks out and then Aladdin finds her and Aladdin saves her. And it was very 90s. Yeah. You know, here comes Aladdin on his magic carpet to save the poor woman. <laughs> Whereas this was much more like, no, Jasmine Jasmine has, you know, she's gone out and she wants to do this. And it, the film wasn't as much of a love story as it was more of a, almost a political commentary. Yeah. Because yeah. she wasn't, Obviously, she loves Aladdin, but she also loves her kingdom, and she wants to be the first female sultan. And they made that very, very clear. And she had a much different character than the original Jasmine that was a little bit dopey and a little bit, oh, Aladdin, save me. Whereas this was, no, I'm a woman, I'm a strong woman. She gives that brilliant speech when Jafar takes over and she asks... You know, all the servants, who are you going to follow, him or us? That was a powerful moment, yeah, actually. That yeah. was really good. And I thought it was a brilliant, uh, from from Guy Ritchie and everyone involved in the film, I thought it was a brilliant modern-day statement about women, women in power, women in politics, women in government, and it wasn't just a traditional Disney love story. Um, and in terms of Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, obviously, you know me. <laughs> the original Aladdin... Um, Aladdin? Aladdin. <laughs> he was a bit of Aladdin, wasn't he? <laughs> the original Aladdin uh, got great scores on Rotten Tomatoes. 94% from the critics and 92% from the audience. It's considered a bit of a classic. You know, mm. the, the music's brilliant. This one, the, the the scores, I think, are pretty solid. I mean, the critics give it 56%, which I think's fair ball. Yeah. Um, but the audience score shocked me. 94% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes for this film, which, believe it or not, makes it 2% higher than the original. Now, I think that should be more like 75, 80, but statistics are statistics for a reason. Clearly, people enjoyed it. Obviously, comparisons are going to be dr- drawn to the original, but compared to Dumbo, this, this, was, this was good. Mm. I mean... Dumbo was bad. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the, the Jasmine's performance and what it said about women and their role in society. And also Aladdin was very good as well. Um, yeah. I, the, Jasmine and Aladdin's relationship and her quest for empowerment and, and you know, fulfilling her, her goals was, was very enjoyable to watch. Yeah, definitely. In summary then, for me... It never really had me going sort of, wow, look at that. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I, But I did enjoy myself while I was watching it and I was surprised at that. Um, I, I did think it could be another Dumbo. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, as I said, I, I did enjoy myself. Mm. What about yourself? Yeah, you know, I. one thing I will say, there, can I have a bit of a moan? Go on then, go on. There was a couple behind me mm. who were... Two or three rows down from a, a, a more old couple, and they talked and talked and talked, and I'm not talking like whispering, really loud talking. Now, if it, if you, if it was you, you'd have definitely said something, but I, yeah. I just couldn't be bothered. Eventually, the couple to the left of them moved, and then the couple to the right of them moved, and the people next to me moved down. Um, I didn't move, and then they left halfway through, and I just. I just had to get that off my chest because I thought, what on earth was that all about? I don't understand people that do. No, it goes back to uh, "Is It Worth It?" days when, mm. when I've had a massive moan about people who have disrupted films. Mm. 
it's not good. I hate people who pay good money to go and see a film and then left and then halfway through, leave yeah. halfway through, but disrupt everybody else's mm. viewing on that. And it's happened a few times to us, hasn't it? Yeah. And I I won't stand for it. I, I really <laughs> won't. I, I I think it's disgusting. I really do. Um, but yeah, so that was a little bit distracting. But like I said, I. I found the film slow to start. Like I said, like a petrol lawnmower, it took a real couple of hard pulls on the wire to get that engine going. Yeah. But once it got going, um, yeah, I mean, it was enjoyable. There were some bits that, I, you know, Will Smith made me laugh a bit. Um, uh, Jasmine's uh, handmaid or assistant, um, I'm not quite sure what her official role was. I think she was a handmaid, yeah, wasn't she? You know, yeah, you know, almost like a servant to the princess. She was very good, very, very funny. She's done more TV work than film work, actually, if you look at her bio. And her relationship with Will Smith was very good. And for a remake, I thought I thought it was pretty solid stuff. Um, and probably worth seeing on a big screen. Yeah, oh, for the vivid colours and whatnot. Yeah. You know, I have to actually say, the CGI wasn't all that great. Especially when Will Smith turned into the genie. Mm. I thought that was actually relatively off-putting. But you've got a better chemistry from Aladdin and, and Will Smith or uh, yeah, and the genie when he was in a normal mm. human form. Also, did you notice, and maybe I'm wrong, Mm. it was the caffeine, but the first (laughs) scene where he steals something and he's being chased through the the streets, didn't it look like they'd sped that up? Yes. Well, uh, Guy Ritchie does love speeding things up and slowing things down. So it looked like they'd sped it up only a tiny bit because he was just going so quickly. It was almost like they'd they'd shot it with a stuntman and they'd realised... Oh, actually, that does look very artificial. Let's speed it up a little bit. I just found the opening sequence very... It was clear that it was set pieces. It was clear that it had been done by a stuntman and it looked like it had been sped up. Um, And no, I didn't... That's why I said I didn't really enjoy that opening scene. Well, at least it wasn't The Hobbit that was shot at 50 frames a second or something Mm. ridiculous where everything felt so real and Mm. so fast moving and and stuff. You know, most films shot at 24 frames a second. That gives Mm. it a real cinematic look. Hobbit wasn't. It was that double the frame rate, pretty much, yeah. and it really was off-putting. So maybe he they, they filmed that at fifty mm. and conformed it down to twenty-four frames a second to give you that more cinematic view. But it made him look like he was moving a bit quicker than he should have been. I'm not really sure. And about. and in terms of the CGI, I've got to say, uh, and it sort of sums the film up really. I think one of the best performances was that little monkey. You know, I was going to say the magic carpet in terms of CGI. I, he, he was quite good. I quite enjoyed the carpet. I got to know that carpet. <laughs> you did. You really like, built a rapport <laughs> with the carpet. You did. It was like, I, me and the carpet should have a, you know, a fine cheese board together. I'd like to take him out to dinner and, <laughs> and sit on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and fly, we could fly to Nando's. No, you got to know that carpet. You know, that's the kind of carpet I'd like in my house. You know, that's a really nice, the, the tassels were lovely. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed the carpet. Um, is it Babu the monkey? Um, I can't remember mm. his name, which says a lot, really. I I think I've said Babu because that's a customer where I work, a regular customer. But it, but yes, the monkey was <laughs> nice guy actually. Babu he gave me some noodles for lunch the other day, delicious. Um, and they are on sale. Um, I don't know where, but they are somewhere. Um, and yeah, no, the monkey was good, and the carpet, yeah. I mean, for me, what do you think? Will the carpet be uh, on the red carpet with an Oscar nom? You know what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably not. It's not really a real entity, but if he was, yes. 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 Can you imagine the carpet walking down the carpet? <laughs> that would be very entertaining. The acceptance speech would just be him waving his tassel and flying <laughs> off. No, the carpet really stole the show for me. 
Cool. So, in essence, we enjoyed the film, would you say so? Mm. Yes, just enjoying some Red Bully in there. Um, yeah, no, look, I enjoyed it. I, I think this is... It's not a it's not a classic. The the original is a classic with classic performances, you know, Robin Williams, that's a, a an iconic performance that mm. children will enjoy forever. Yeah. You know, that is a timeless classic. This one it's solid, it's enjoyable. I think there's stuff in it for adults and kids, and if you're going to see it, it's worth seeing on the big screen. I'm not sure this would be as impressive at home, whereas the cartoon actually is is equally as good on a on a, you know you could watch it on a phone. Yeah, it transitions very well to mm. multiple different devices. It has a a great timeless story, as you say, and this also has a a good timeless story because it's reproducing what the other one did, but mm. throws in some nice modern tropes. Um, so, David. We both enjoy the film. It's an absolute pleasure to have you back in the studio here Thank with me. Thank you very much. And uh, I would love to have you back doing some more reviews with me. I will um, certainly endeavour to do so. Thank you, Will. Thank you very much for coming on. You're very welcome. <laughs>